And so I walk in to this dance class thing. It's just gonna be fun. It's hip hop or whatever it was. I don't even know what the style was to be honest, but it was fun. It was like a, a fun song um, that we were doing stuff to. And the instructor goes, all right, guys, let me know by, I think it was either next week or by the end of that night, like pretty quickly, if you want to be involved in the showcase and like literally perform on the stage. In this episode, Rachel asks me about my work history and what inspired me to start this podcast. Here we go. Hello, professionals. Welcome to our very first episode. Thank you so much for joining us. We are very excited to have you here. Our first guest is my co-host, Jordan. So, Jordan, I have a few starter questions for you so our listeners can know you better. I already know you really well. What would you say is your office superlative? So I had to have some help from you in the behind the scenes of this because we actually did this in real life and I have forgotten which superlative you assigned to me. So apparently it was something to the effect of cat wrangler. Um, I am the person who's going to get all of our lovely ADD, ADHD staff back on topic. So also I would like to know what is your catchphrase? Like, what's something that you say a lot that you were known for saying? I know to me you say a lot, so let me know whenever you're ready. Cat wrangler. <laughs> because I will 100% forget that we're supposed to be doing something. So I'm going to let you uh, provide an answer for me in this interview. I know you also, I know that something's coming coming when you go, so I have an idea or... Here's a problem that we need to address. Yeah, I would say I would say your best catchphrase is very much so. I was thinking, or yes. so, I have an idea. Can you give kind of a brief work history or kind of your your background and what led you to your current position? Sure. So in thinking back, I guess the best place to start is just the first job that I ever had. So that was as a senior in high school. Um, I've always had an aptitude for office jobs. And so um, I had a network connection, um, but I had a lot of fun, learned how to use fax machine and copy machine and all of that. So that was a great first experience. Um, but I, I basically stayed you know, within the, the admin role versus adventuring out to any other departments. I was the assistant to the receptionist there. The you have a smile on your face, assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. Um, <laughs> yes, so assistant, no, is it, it's not assistant regional manager, assistant to, that's, yes. that's the distinction yes. that he always has. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, definitely was that. And I would put away like Costco orders and fold. It was a physical therapy office. And so we had people come in and have supplies for them so and um, from there so next uh, place I was at kind of on and off before during and after college um, that was a traffic safety 
industry and I took calls because people had violated like a stop sign or something and they had to take a court ordered traffic class. And so we also charged for these classes. And so not only do they not want to be there in the first place, but they also have to pay for it. And the classes were predominantly on Saturdays, like Saturday morning. And I'm like, I don't envy you doing this, um, but great coworkers there. And so um, worked there until college. So like nine months or something. I have a technical communication degree from Eastern Washington University, and I did community college prior and I transferred, so my credits gave me a minor in psychology and a minor in graphic design. I was one of the first, I was like the third cohort of my program. We were the only uh, technical communication bachelor's degree in Washington and so because it was a little bit newer they've diversified what they offer but I learned graphic design I technically learned web design I have a great appreciation for it but I do not have the skill set to make money off of that which is totally fine with me uh, learned that one that was the last class I took there um, I learned professional communication with like brochures and such and like how to write an email I learned proposal writing. I did a journalism series. Let's see, what else did I do? Um, oh, I did a, it was like a, a grammar for teachers, which again, appreciation for, but I do not have all of that down, which is fine. But I so thoroughly enjoyed my time doing my degree. My first class ever, I helped create a newsletter and interviewed different faculty members to create content, and that was super fun. I was like, this is what I meant to do, interview people in graphic design and, and editing. Um, and part of the degree required an internship. That was also really fun. I was able to create content for their new website and redesign their internal newsletter. And I think that was kind of the basics of what I did. And at college, I had an office worker job for the second year. Went back to um, that prior job for spring break, winter, whatever. And then once I finished up at college, I came back and went to that same part-time job and was looking for full-time jobs. And a few months into that, was brought into a meeting with like the, I don't know how high up she was in the company, but like the highest boss at my office. And they said, hey, we want to use your degree to, you know, benefit the company. Let's make this work. So I um, ended up being there for about a year in that role and got to make an infographic, which was really fun. I got to work on some, like, course content, like upgrading stuff because I had answered people's questions of payment and, like, details to the course. And so I knew a fair amount what I was doing. So um, I enjoyed that part a lot. And at that point, um, I took a little bit of time um, when I knew that my time had come to leave there. I took some time to do some freelance work. And so um, that also included, there were two part-time freelance jobs I had. And one of them was at a dance studio. I don't know if I've told you this. No, no. I mean, I'm not. Um, so I'm front desk for a dance studio and I'm, you know, getting people's registration and I don't know what all, there was a, an email marketing capacity, but as part of being a staff member there, you got to be a part of the adult class for free. 
and it started like 15 minutes before my shift ended one of the days and so I was like okay I just am a few minutes late and I'll change and go in and I knew we had a showcase coming up for all it was like the oldest uh, client there was like 18 so like it was younger based mm-hmm. and so I walk in to this dance class thing it's just gonna be fun it's hip-hop or whatever it was I don't even know what the style was to be honest but it was fun it was like a, a fun song um, that we were doing stuff to and the instructor goes all right guys let me know by I think it was either next week or by the end of that night like pretty quickly if you want to be involved in the showcase and like literally perform on the stage in a couple of months and I was like what (laughs) (laughs) what did I sign up for this is a part-time job to then eventually find a full-time job somewhere I'm just doing a free dance class and suddenly I have an opportunity to perform I was like, you know what? Let's do it. And so I had I had made a friend there, and I recorded her doing the dance moves because I was late to the choreography. They were halfway through choreographing this song, and so I'm like, and also I have no dance background, and so I'm like, they're trying to stretch, and I'm like, doing half the move of the stretch because I can't physically do it because I'm not you know like bendable like that. And the teacher just like gives me a smile and then walks by, and I'm like, yep, yep, I'm the person who can't do you know whatever the what are the different stretches when you're sitting down on the floor and you got your legs spread out there's like a name for those spread eagle oh whatever the name for someone's gonna know um whatever the name for that is and I just couldn't do it um but I um ended up finding a full-time job not too long after I started there um, a couple months after and so I was doing that full-time job during the day and then heading back, I believe, to the studio, like, for those nights to practice and be part of that class. So that was <laughs> quite a wild ride there. So anyways, my next full-time job was, I think the title was Marketing Specialist. Anyway, I was the sole marketing position or person um, in that department. So I answered to my boss, and I answered to the president of the company, and I was the person so if we had to create a flyer if we had to do social media posts all of that I think I may have skipped over there's one job coming to mind that I'm like was that before or after this but point being um so I think I had an internship before that um I may not do this in order I had an internship at one point because I didn't have social media experience and I wanted to have that marketing experience to go into a full-time job so I wanted to prep myself for that so I had like six months at an internship and then was ready to go for this job so um, I, I stayed busy. I learned so much. Online advertising, email campaigns. We had so, we had like five or six different campaigns that would go out every week um, or like different cadences, different topics. We had a newsletter that was printed off, but also mailed out to our clients. There was like, I got my first business cards there. I got my first extension of a phone number there, um, was having every other week meetings with the president of like it was co co-owner um but it was like big kid real world like big deal stuff like benefits everything and I was like this is so fun so I took like six months to learn it and then I kind of got hold of it and helped them with a trade show and uh radio advertising I had a content calendar that was the first experience with that Loved my team and department. We went out for lunches every month or a lunch every month. And um, yeah, I, I learned so much because I was the only person who was doing 
all of the marketing. So I had to be on top and the president would be like, Hey, what's update with that and that and that. And I'm like, and I was, I was calm. Uh, He made it easy to um, interface with him. And so I was like, all right, here's, here's the updates. Um, So the interesting thing with that is I realized that it had the position required more of a sales bent to it because part of my job was to download and provide reports of like the different marketing that we were doing. And I took that task to mean literally just download it, highlight some things and then give it to them. And they meant also read it through. What does it say? What are you noticing? What are the trends? Do you have any ideas of how to fix these things? I didn't clue into that. I also, yes. And I also like, I had a lot on my plate. So I just, I was just trying to get the task done as I knew, as I figured they were asking. So, um, it's just started occurring to me of they want more of a sales and analytic approach that does not come naturally to me. And I didn't feel like I had the mental capacity for at that time. Um, I mean, that can be a really, anything with like analytics, especially if you're looking at sales or if you are not in it, that's a lot of, this is going to sound like kind of ridiculous, but that's a lot of thinking. That's like a deep dive mentally to be like, let me sit here and see if I can find any patterns. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a low level task. If that True. makes sense. True. Like I would say that's a, that's a higher level thing for someone who really has a, a grasp and an understanding on what's happening overall at the company. So Cause you also, that's, a big ask. that's, that's true. Cause there's, there's the industry component of what do I need to be looking at with just where the industry is at in coinciding with everything else and where is this particular company going i don't know what mm-hmm. um pain points they had you know i i'm i'm keeping my nose to the ground i'm getting my work done and so it was kind of like a oh like i would get, be asked you know did you notice this percentage or that for the click through rate and i'm like oh look there i, I didn't notice if there's no guidance then how do you even know what you're looking for well, you start picking up what, what you start noticing what questions are being asked of you. And if there's a trend to those questions then you realize, oh, they are not long-term looking, but they are continually looking for something in addition to what I was realizing. Um, and so, t- but also I was doing graphic design. So that's whether it's left brain or right brain, whatever part of the brain that uses, I'm planning out content. I'm coming up, like planning out calendar wise of when to publish the content. I'm coming up with the content. From what you're saying, you did that job. It seems like numbers analytics just doesn't line up with the other tasks. Not that it was a peripheral thing, but it, it wasn't kind of the main function Mm -hmm. of the job. Um, and so, there was that component to it. And over the course of my time at that company, I moved from West Coast to East Coast. And so it came to the point where I'm doing this remotely at this point, and I have a new life with three-hour time zone change. And so I'm having to do math in my head for meetings, and I'm, I can't really print off stuff to an extent. Um, so it just it, it felt different, which that makes sense. Um, your different remote versus in person and, and how that translates. So um, I was at that point, because um, I was there for a couple of years, I decided I need something in person in this time zone. So the next role that I had, um, I was able to 
I, I was curious to see what looking at a working at a church looked like. And so I find a position at a church and I was doing a lot of the marketing. I was able to start doing social media marketing, email campaign, website, and love Squarespace because of that job. That was like finally a, a website that was just so intuitive to use and just fun to use. Um, and then I got to do event planning. Right. But you didn't, just to make sure that I'm like tracking as far as wanting to work at a church, like you have like because of your religious beliefs you have a background of being in the right, church right. and so it wasn't just like let me see how working in a church is yeah like that was already felt like a good space for you mm-hmm. anyway yeah yeah I was just very curious of what does this look like I want to find out um, I want to see what kind of um, roles and tasks I can do in that and was able to I remember them asking me in my interview do you have any I think they asked I don't, I think they used the word formal in their question, but I don't remember, but do you have any event planning experience? And I have done so many event planning things in my personal life. So I was like, I have personal experience. I don't have formal, but I'm happy to gain that. And turns out I can do it formally too. And not just personally. I think you're a natural. Yes. Detail planner. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got to do event planning and Everything went off without a hitch. I think the like there were like random things that I didn't think to plan out, but it wasn't anything. It was like, oh, we need more garbage bags. So I, the one thing that I remember is that we had um, ordered, uh, rented a bouncy house because a lot of kids at this church. And I had told them what time we anticipate the event to end. And the event comes to an end. Everyone's packing up to head out. The staff is packing up. We're cleaned up in the space that we're using. And the people have not come by to collect the tents. And, I, and, and one of the, the pastors was like, so, you know, do you know, you know when they're coming or whatever? And I was like, I told them when it was ending. And so anyways, um, I think they had said, like, if either they had said, we can leave it out overnight if, we, if you need to. But that's what we ended up doing. I think I had called them or emailed them or whatever. But I'm like. Hopefully no one's going to steal a bouncy house overnight. It was in a, like a more of a neighborhood area. And so we left, left it up and yes. then, and they came by and, and grabbed it. So all was well there, but I remember that. Um, so anyways, um, from there, um, they had some staff changes and um, one of them meant that um, they couldn't keep me on. And so financially. financially, and I remember them being just so like, oh, like it was a rough decision for them. I was talking with a friend of mine and saying, hey, life update. Um, my job's coming to an end here and I've got to figure out what to do. And she goes, hey, there's an admin role available at the company that I work for. Are you interested? And I didn't, I wasn't getting a whole lot of traction with my current job search. And I was like, I need income. I'm going to be open to whatever it could just be an interview. It could be something more. Who knows? So it's kind of like a date. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm interested in the guy, but like, <laughs> let's just try it out. Um, always got to be open to stuff. So um, I, she gave me the email address. I sent in my resume and had an interview later that week and ended up being off the job. And there was the tornado that yeah. came through. Okay, so this is the job where Rachel and I are coworkers at. And she and another staff member co-interviewed me. So that was my first introduction. So I have all these memories coming back. So I remember for the the first interview, 
when I walked in, I thought that the front desk was going to be straight ahead of the door. And so I like go across the lobby and then realize there's just a room there. What am I doing? And then I kind of spin around looking for some sort of front desk and then I see it. I walk up to the window and introduce myself and I, you know, I'm here for an interview, whatever. And Rachel ends up being the person most like in my line of sight. And she just gets the smile on her face and she like opens the little window, just out her, her hand to give me a handshake. And I don't know exactly what you said, but like, oh, it's nice to meet you, or oh, I'm Rachel, or something like that. And I have a seat, and I'm like, okay. And so I go sit down, and I'm and then you were like, I'm not sure I want to work here. <laughs> I don't anymore. know about this anymore. This weirdo girl. <laughs> um, and so I remember like just being just like naturally nervous, and like just sitting there, and um, someone comes in and takes a seat on the the couch, and so I'm assuming it's an, a client. And I remember thinking like. I'm just here for an interview. Like, don't mind me. Like, you're the one, like, paying to be here and whatever. And so I was, like, just not like I was weird, but um, just feeling very aware of why I was there versus why that person was there. Anyway, so I remember thinking that I was waiting forever. But also, like, you guys had so much going on. You needed an admin person. And so things just got behind schedule. Yes, we did. So um, eventually the other person um, – it's like, hey, we're ready to have you come back. And so I remember um, walking on back and having the interview. And at the end, I think I got like, not Amber Alerts, but whatever the like weather the alert, alert was. comes up on your phone, that, yeah. Uh, warning, weather warning, there was a tornado passing tornado through, warning. you know, nearby your area. And we were like, oh, you don't say. <laughs> so um, I remember asking Rachel, like, do you think, like, if it's not close enough, do you think I can... This is, I'm from the West Coast. We don't have tornadoes there. I don't know the gravity of this. It could be super serious. It could be not. Um, and so I remember being like, do you think I could make it home? I remember you saying, um, I would be more comfortable if you stayed here to like wait it out. But like, it's up to you. Like you definitely gave me the choice, but you were like, and so I, die. so like here I am, I've had, you know, an hour and a, of an interview and it goes well and I go to leave and I can't leave the office. It's a brick building. So it's the, I, no, no sense going to like McDonald's nearby. Like there's no place to go. So I'm like, all right, so where should I find a spot to sit for 30 plus minutes to wait this thing out? Um, so that's like the beginning of just all the, the, beginning of the all end. the stories that have come through. So, um, started off there. So was offered the job, accepted the job, started up and was at the front desk and we worked shoulder to shoulder 40 hours a week for a solid year. Would you well, say? not physically because like a week well, after you started, we oh had yeah. to go fully remote. <laughs> Three weeks later, we had to close out the office and go remote. And so I, I remember just being kind of go with the flow with it. Just it. it just is. I mean, I had done a remote at the past job so that wasn't weird but it was like all right we're doing this and I was still memorizing all of the staff members names still was understanding procedure and answering the phone yes we worked very closely together and so that was a very long-winded answer but that is my work history and so my first job the title was administrative assistant and I guess it was healthcare because I worked at a physical therapy office so we'll just call it that my second job was customer service representative, and it was a traffic safety company. I'm not sure what that would be categorized as. I did an internship at a technology company. I did freelance for a privately owned event planning company, 
and then it was a it was a front desk position at the dance studio so those are kind of three quick ones after that it was marketing specialist at oh hvac industry duh so um gosh it's been forever since i've had to say heating ventilation air conditioning i hope i got that right after that religious organization uh that was i believe administrative assistant i may be wrong with that but we'll call it that and then current job started off as administrative assistant and then executive assistant um hr admin along the way um training coordinator along the way tech support along the way event planner along the way um and then now business coordinator for mental health industry my third question is what made you want to start a podcast Ooh, this is a good one this is a fun one I have actually wanted to start a podcast since I moved out here in 2018. I remember literally talking to friends and saying that I was interested in that. I didn't know what I was going to talk about. And I just, I guess at that time, didn't have the wherewithal to actually get something going. So um, I wanted to try something new. I love using technology. I love learning new things. I love podcasts in general. So I follow many and I love video editing. And so audio editing is very, in my book, in the, you know, two seconds that I've been doing this is very similar. And so I think I have a good skill set and background for that. And it's like, why not share what I know? Because for this area, I feel like I'm a somewhat of a subject matter expert. And maybe the other, there are people out there who don't know these things or have been asking themselves or Google or a friend of how do I best do whatever, I might have the answer and I can help them. So I think just at the end of the day, it just sounds like a really fun thing to do. In that same vein, my last question is what do you want to achieve or accomplish through this podcast? Man, (laughs) these are good. Whenever you start something, whatever it is, I feel the need to have a vision to it and have a strategy to it and have the why. So then you can look back and have like the, what is the, the smart goals, which I technically did a presentation on that in college. I do not remember what that, like I, I'd have to think about what the acronym is. It's like smart or you know, specific, measurable, attainable, timely, accurate, something. It's an acronym. Anyway, I have not thought through that necessarily, but I would say I want to look back and know that I know how to publish a podcast, which I did not know before. So definitely for you, it's the interest is at least initially in learning to do a new thing. Yes, that's, I have noticed over the roles that I've had, the first six months to a year are the most fun because it's all new and I get to ask questions and it's all different and I think that's a really fun thing because after it gets to be a couple years in you start kind of going what now I've done this because working is day in and day out you may have weekly rhythms and monthly rhythms but look at me talking like Jefferson Beth Keaton my rhythms mm-hmm. um but you may have these cycles but there comes a point where unless you're like there may be points where it is a project that you do and so the projects change so all that to say, I really enjoy the newness of something. And that was one reason why I loved doing the training videos is being able to learn new things and 
learn the software to it, figure out what the content's going to be, make sure I have accurate information because I'm not a clinician. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I've learned along the way. So I find that really interesting and I, I do enjoy sharing knowledge on things. I don't put myself out there to be the person who knows all the things, but if someone asks it and I know it, it's really fun for me to be able to share what I've learned. Um, so I want to look back and see it as an adventure for however long this lasts, try different creative things with it in whatever kind of capacity that looks like and yeah, learn, inform and have fun. Let's just get that real concise at the end there. As we are wrapping up this interview, thank you so much for taking time with me today. Thanks for having me. And I'm like, well, (laughs) you're stuck with me. My my lovely co-host that helps me not lose my mind. Um, Thank you for taking the time. And I look forward to creating future content with you as we are bringing this to a close. What is one unique thing about you or something that maybe not a lot of people know? Something that people may not know about me is my love for event planning goes way back to like circa elementary school where I would I do remember this (laughs) plan parties for my neighborhood because we had a ton of similar age kids who lived up and down the street but there was no holiday or like reason to have a party. I guess in those days I felt the need to have a reason. And so I called them no reason parties and sent out invitations and planned events. And it was well attended, might I add. It was super fun. There's pictures. I would like to know why you have not recently hosted a no reason party, Jordan. This is extremely upsetting to me. I love parties, especially if, if there's <laughs> that, if, the, if there's wine or, with, you know, if there's some kind of alcohol. Noted. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me today. Even though we are co-hosts, thank you for taking the time and letting me interview you. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. If you want to stay in the loop on future episodes, give us a follow. You can do so by pressing the plus button. See you next time on Professional-ish.